Hey everybody, how you doing? You are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 154. Hello, hot to you. Right here, we strongly recommend, but only lightly review, the best of the brand new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, April 25th. And this particular podcast, unlike the Hulk, it will be there when you need it. I am your host and comic book advocate, Chris Latore. I hope you're doing good. I'm doing great. Hope the people that you love and adore are also doing well. Thank you for joining us right here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. It really means a lot to me, and I would appreciate it very much if you'd hit the subscribe button Follow us along on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, all in one very easy to find place under one name, at Sunspots Comics. That's right. Just hit us and follow us. We would greatly appreciate it. So let's start off the show with some thank yous. First, thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea at popuptea.com. If you love a ginormical selection of nerdy t-shirts to buy, then you are going to love popuptea.com. There are a lot of... Uh, my wife yesterday just started with women's t-shirts and there was like 5,000 to start there. And then you can, of course, filter and find all the nerdy stuff you're into. Go to popuptea.com slash collection slash sunspots comics to see some of the comic book pop-up t-shirts that I personally recommend. They gave me a little spot so I could put some shirts there and show you what I like. But most importantly, use the promotional code sunspotscomics to get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance stuff, which are only like 10 or 11 bucks for clearance shirts. Yes, you'll still get 25% off if you use the promo code sunspotscomics. And they'll give us a little money here just for for joining up and partnering together. So for each shirt that's sold and you use that promo code sunspotscomics, they'll give us a couple of cents, a couple of dollars. So please check them out. Thank you to our sponsor, popuptea.com. And also thank you to my friend, Nick Papa George. He sings our Sunspots Comics theme song. It's wonderful. Thank you, Nick. Please check out his band, Solution. He's the lead singer and guitarist. Go to solutionmusic.net and facebook.com slash solutionreggae for links to their music, for upcoming show dates. They're fantastic. They're a fusion of reggae and rock and ska and just overall feel-good rock. Uh, You're going to love them. Check out Solution. Thank you again to Nick Papa George for our theme song. Also, thank you to my son, Justin Jables Latori, for his work on our Sunspots Comics spinoff podcast called Sunspot Scene. And Sunspot Scene is my son Jables and some friends. They basically go over and talk about and discuss and review movies and TV shows of all genres, not just comic books. So if you love movies, you love TV shows, check out Sunspot Scene. They also play sometimes a little goofy, hilarious game at the very end. So wait until the, they're sweeping the floors because they're sometimes they'll throw in some extra little tasty bonus nuggets, which I love. Uh, episode 17 is coming up very soon for their review of Avengers Infinity War. But 16, episode 16 of Sunspot Scene is available now. Uh, it's where they review the movie and the book, Ready Player One. It's a fantastic, fun time. Please check it out. If you already subscribed to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, you got nothing to do. It's in your feed. It's right there. It's going to show up in front of your face. But they're also on all the podcatchers, and you can follow them along on Instagram at Sunspot Scene. So hello to my son, Jables. So let's get into the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 
154, starting out with some stuff that's been a floating around up inside my nerd brain. The first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply in my nerdle frontal lobes is Avengers Infinity War. So we're going to start right off. This is my review of the film. So spoiler alert, but really, I'm not going to go too heavy into it and spoil everything. I'm just going to give you some thoughts. I will rate it at the very end. So just in case, spoiler, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But first off, I just wanted to say a little bit about sort of my experience. I went to the AMC opening night fan event. I was not blown away overall by the exclusive content. It was a short little video, little interview, and there was some spoilery image in that little exclusive content that was played before the movie. And I avoided <laughs> spoilery imagery and the trailer I, hadn't, I didn't even see for Avengers Infinity War. So I was a little bummed at this exclusive short two-minute interview with some of the cast had some spoilery content. Also, the special concession offer, which ended up just being a free small popcorn. Not not too amazing. Uh, also, the there was no like special Avengers Infinity War popcorn tin or cup that was even offered as a special concession to this opening night event. Uh, there was the cool Avengers coin. I'll say that much. That was super nice, super solid looking coin, which I just posted some pictures on Instagram at Sunspots Comics. But I don't think I'll really feel the need to do the opening fan night again through AMC or Regal. It is a few extra dollars, uh, and they really don't throw in all that much extra. I do have to even see it again because it was literally the darkest viewing with the lowest volume I have ever experienced in seeing a movie. Plus, it was in, like, Theater 4, which is one of the smaller screens, so shame on you, AMC. Um, <laughs> let's get that together. There's my two cents, but uh, next I will discuss a few things that I was a little disappointed in. Uh, just... Really, there wasn't much to complain about. Uh, ultimately, it was the lack of Hulk and lack of Captain America. Without spoiling anything too heavy, Captain America, to me, is the heart of the very all of the Avengers movies, and they really didn't use him much at all. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, Avengers Infinity War Part 2, which comes out, by the way, May 3rd of 2019, uh, will get more of Cap-Am. And we also didn't get a lot of the Ultimate Smasher, the angry green giant we all love, the Hulk... Uh, they just did not utilize him a ton. There was plenty of uh, banner. Not much Hulk. You'll see what I'm saying. I don't want to spoil it too much. But again, fingers crossed for more Hulk and more Captain America in Avengers Infinity War Part 2 coming out May 3rd, 2019. We got to wait a long time. But that's how it is. Good things are worth the wait. But that is really all the, the things I have to complain. That's my little nitpicks of the things uh, that uh, could have been a little bit better, honestly. They weren't even ginormous karate chops to the head of negativity. There were just little little things I thought could have been improved upon. Also, some folks are saying on the interwebs and so on that they hated the cliffhanger ending. And all I have to say really about that is it really wasn't a cliffhanger ending per se. It was just a to-be-continued sort of ending. <laughs> there was no really cliffy moment involved there. Uh, so those folks of you that are upset at, at the way it ended, I think you're just upset that it ended and you wanted four hours more like I did. Uh, but I loved, in regards to that, I loved the gasp in the, the viewing that I saw of the crowd when it was over. It was priceless. They were like, huh? It was two and a half hours. But uh, they were like, Dah, it's over. <laughs> but I thought that was hilarious. But so here are my loves. Uh, ultimately, it was just a non-stop pace, unrelenting action. There was really no break, no time to take a breath. I felt like when the movie was over, 
<sighs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> the movie felt like it was 10 minutes long. Um, the on-location shots were so beautifully filmed, and you felt like you were in a real space, which it was. If you look at the credits at the end, they were everywhere on Earth, uh, which is great. I never also felt that any one actor was really any worse or any better than anyone. They all seemed to have this consistency about them, whether it was the joke delivery to the serious moments, to the action uh, you know, effects and reactions they had to do. They were all consistent, all really super good, and I love that. There was never a time where you were like, oh, he or she's on the screen again, yikes. There was none of that. Uh, <laughs> there was also really no throwaway scenes. There was nothing that was going on that was just killing time, or I felt, or filling a moment, it seemed, to give us a breather. They didn't want to give you a breather. It had stakes. It was all sort of leading to the next scene. Every character had a just balanced amount of time, except for two, uh, Ant-Man and Hawkeye, which had zero time. <laughs> Maybe another little nitpick there, but very small. The humor was on point, hilarious, on point. I never rolled my eyes or cringed at all to any of the humor, written so well. Russo Brothers hats off. The laughs in the theater that I went in was in were so loud that it made me miss a lot of those little secondary or quick follow-up gags, especially from Robert Downey Jr. You know how he kind of murmurs a few jokes sort of after his initial joke. That's just sort of his thing. I couldn't hear him at all. <laughs> so I, I have to see the movie alone for just to catch a lot more of the gags very clearly. But overall, here it is, the, the, what you've been waiting for. I give it a 4.75 out of 5 sunspots. That's huge that's top notch that's great that's supreme it's top level i definitely wanted to see it again at least once maybe two more times who knows maybe a third i want to see it in imax that says a lot that i don't want to spend a ton of dough to go back to the theaters and see it again it's a buy for sure i hope they give us extended scenes directed director's cut making of documentaries i want more when the blu-ray comes out 4k etc 3d all of it uh but man we got to wait for a long time for that i know but um go see this movie uh, right now, well, maybe not right right now, but, you know, later. <laughs> but see it as soon as possible. A Avengers Infinity War, man, uh, so far, best superhero film this year. I'll say it easily. <laughs> but go to sunspotscomics.com, uh, see the list of all the comic movies that have come out so far this year. But, man, top of the heap, top of the mountain, A number one, uh, Avengers Infinity War. Cannot recommend it more. Go see it ASAP. Man, it was fantastic. Heavy. Uh, it was uh, dark at moments, and uh, it, there were stakes involved, but uh, again, like I'm not trying to spoil everything, action-packed, uh, epic feeling of na in nature overall, I want to see it some more, and uh, it was lovely, fantastic, lovely, A+. That is Avengers Infinity War. So moving right on, another thing that's stuck inside of my nerd brain is that Image Plus magazine, volume 2, issue number 9, came out this week, and it's a super great issue. I don't go over every single one of the issues when they come out. But this one was top-notch, so I have to tell you all the top selling points, in my opinion, of this wonderful $2 magazine that covers all things Image Comics. It's great stuff. But first off, there is a huge article that celebrates the legacy of Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, and he did uh, art on Spider-Man for a long time before he was a primary founder of Image Comics. It's a fantastic article. It's called The Tao of Todd. And it really goes deep into the past, present, and future. Uh, things like the new Spawn movie that's in the works. Of all things, Todd McFarlane. It's really thorough, I gotta say. Super fantastic article. Uh, another thing that's very cool is this state-of-the-art section featuring Daniel Warren Johnson of a comic I love from Image called Extremity. My independent, uh, one of my top picks of the year for 2017 was Extremity. 
top pick winner, top art winner. It's just a top of all the Sunspots comics list here. But there's an article on the topic of kinetic action. So it's a nice interview with Daniel Warren Johnson of Extremity. Check that out. There's also a cool feature of Jordi Belair. She is a master colorist. Fantastic master colorist. And she gives her view on the heart of comic book coloring. So very cool and how it's important. How it sets an interesting tone and really makes comics stand uh, alone. And stand aside from the rest because there's so many. So it's a great article from Jordi Belair. Uh, you got to check it out. Fantastic stuff. Uh, also, there's a fantastic interview with Cullen Bunn on how his father was a professional hypnotherapist. And that was his inspiration for the comic book Regression, which, by the way, I'll be discussing it very soon. But fantastic interview with the writer Cullen Bunn of Regression from Image. He's doing a ton of things right now, including... Oh, I mean, there's just a list goes on and on of how many things he's doing from like Harrow County. It's one of my favorites. But anyway, fantastic article. And seven new upcoming image comics are spotlighted with images and short interviews from the creators. Gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. And of course, they finish it off with a tiny little issuette, number nine of Scott Snyder's Witches, Bad Egg. So it's phenomenal. Check it out. That is Image Plus Magazine. Just came out this last Wednesday. Volume two, issue Number nine, fantastic. One of the best that have come out so far. It's just packed with stuff. That is Image Plus Magazine. Check it out. It's two bucks, worth every cent. It's cheap. You can get it anywhere. Anywhere that comics are sold. Go to your local comic book shop. And the last thing that's floating around in my nerd brain is that I'm actually creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. And it's a, just a thing I've wanted to do since I was a little kid. I'm writing it and doing the lettering and the coloring, and my friend Jordan Hudson is doing his gorgeous art. Please check out his art at on Instagram, at scablad, S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. Just a quick Zombie Destroyers update. We are working on the last few pages of Zombie Destroyers issue number one, so we can start the coloring process, the finishing process, the lettering, and then start marketing and selling it out there uh, to you. Yes, you, the listener. So just uh, check out... You want to put your eyes on the comic book that I'm creating called Zombie Destroyers, just go over to sunspotscomics.com, click on Zombie Destroyers. There are six sample pages there. You got the cover page, you got pages one through four. There's no words, but you can kind of figure the story out if you follow the pages along sequentially. There's also this picture of, of Jordan Dad, Jordan's dad, the artist of Zombie Destroyers, his dad cosplaying at Rose City Comic Con as a Zombie Destroyers character that I created named Bruce. It's amazing. It's super cool. Check it out. Just go to sunspotscomics.com. Click on Zombie Destroyers to see the comic book that I'm working on. I'm so super proud of it. And next up, just a quick mention of our segment called Spotlighting. And Spotlighting, I'm super proud of it. It's just where I sit down and get a chance to interview people in the comic book industry or that are trying to break into the comic book industry like myself. And a few Fridays ago, I posted a spotlighting interview with a comic book artist and movie director named Troy Nixie. Can't believe he agreed to be on the podcast. Thank you so much, Troy. He is a fantastic artist of this comic book from Dark Horse called Vinegar Teeth, which issue four just came out and it was on last week's podcast, podcast 153. Check it out. I give it a recommendation. It's right there. But man, he is his art is inspiring and gorgeous and beautiful. He also directed a movie written by Guillermo del Toro called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. It is heavy, it's horror, it's fun, but it's monstery madness and just a fantastic good time. I really, really dug it. Um, but check his social media out, at Troy Nixie, N-I-X-E-Y. I'm super proud and humbled by the interview. I'm Just go check it out. It's in the feed. Again, his name is Troy Nixie in our segment called Spotlighting. So 
By the way, if you yourself are working in comics or you're trying to break into comics like me and you want to sit down, have a conversation right here and tell our listeners about the comic book you're working on, just send me a message. Uh, hit me up with a review copy of your comic book to chris at sunspotscomics.com to my email. Or, of course, just hit me up on all social media at sunspotscomics. I'd love to have a little chit-chat with you right here on a future podcast to help people know about your comics and get the word out. So we're trying to do what we can here to help comic book creators And that's what spotlighting that segment is all about. So, there you go. Now, on to the main course, the centerpiece, the sweet spot. The moment you've all been waiting for is on the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book reviews and recommendations, where I share with you my favorite, the best of, the new comic books that I recommend to you that just came out this last Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, April 25th. And of course, just in case... Super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But (laughs) I really don't worry. I don't ruin comics for you. I'm not going to tell you about the last few pages. I'm not going to discuss the ending. I don't go over every single interesting part of a comic. And let's face it, a lot of them are complex. There's a lot of interesting topics there, but I only cover a few. But just in case, you've been super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. Also, to see everything encapsulated that I'm reading, all my favorite picks of the week since I started this podcast over two years ago, just go to sunspotscomics.com, click on the pull list to see all 112 titles that I'm currently reading. It fluctuates, it changes, so if you want to see what I consider to be good to fantastically great, go to sunspotscomics.com. I update the site every week. It's a simple site. It's not crazy, not a lot to see. It's very kind of light and easy breezy. You can just kind of click on, see what's happening in the Sunspots Comics world, and get out of there. But (laughs) I update it often, but I'm proud of it. Check out sunspotscomics.com. I'd appreciate it. And now let's talk about who I've selected as your artist winner this week and your cover artist winner. Every single week I like to pick what I consider to be the best in the realm of art. I consider it to be just about 60%, 60-40 as far as how I weigh out a comic. Art is 60 for me. Uh, this media in particular i mean it's art driven so this is what i believe to be the best here they are this week's artist winner is ariel olivetti for xo man of war from valiant comics issue number 14 go look at this he has i believe this is the first time he has done xo man of war check him out on social media at ariel olivetti it's a-r-i-e-l-o-l-i-v-e-t-t-i ariel olivetti i don't know if he's italian i'm so sorry uh, I especially love his recent work on Venom Space Agent. Go look at that and Brutal Nature. Holy mackerel. He has this amazing ability to do so many muscles. So just particularly precise. It's amazing. His attention to the physical being of a person, of a human being, is amazing. He is the best. He's one of the best. Top notch. Absolutely insane. Um, but Exo Man of War, I was so excited when I saw that he was doing it, uh, doing the art. Because uh, he's maybe been on a little bit of a break, so it's great to see him back. But if you want to see such amazingly, lovingly, lovingly detailed attention to musculature, you're going to love this. Like I said, it's a it's a workshop in physics. But, man, there's an opening sequence that uh, he is just sort of flying through space, heading towards Earth. And there's just galaxies that are just, you know, whizzing by him. And it's glorious as he's in this sort of... Sort of an Iron Man-y kind of liquid symbiote venom suit that is just this gorgeous blue and gold coloring. I just love the contrast, and it's got cool lights where they need to be. It's one of the most iconic-looking suits, in my opinion, of all comics. Uh, great job, Valiant. All, I'm 
glad they've just revived this title from the 90s and kept it going. It's been fantastic. But, um, man, there's a two-page splash in this that your jaw will hit the ground of just this blue galaxy sort of spinning around him as he's kind of heading towards a black hole. It's just wonderful. There's hardly any dialogue in it to sort of give you uh, the sense of any sort of noise happening. It gives you that feeling of space. It's a very minimalist art page. It's gorgeous. Ariel Olivetti is one of my favorite of all time. Like I said, go check out Venom Space uh, Night, Space Agent, and Brutal Nature. But there's even this gorgeous scene where he's where he's in an ocean with whales, and it's just there's no dialogue at all. And Ariel Olivetti is hitting it out of the park here. He pointed for a home run, Babe Ruth style, and knocked it out of the park. It's gorgeous. Check out Exo Man of War 14. Easily, in my opinion, simple, easy, nothing to really debate this week. For me, of who the best art was this week, and it's Ariel Olivetti for Exo Man of War issue 14. Go look at it! Your eyeballs will be so happy and pleased that you did it. <laughs> and also, this week's cover artist winner is Car Kyle Andrews. Kari, I already forgot how to pronounce his name properly, but it's also for Exo Man of War issue number 14. This cover is amazing! Uh, check him out on all the social media at Car Andrews, K A A R E Andrews. His recent art and writing on his uh, his own creator-owned comic book called Renato Jones is amazing. Go look at that from Image Comics, Renato Jones. Phenomenal. But this cover, actually, for Exo Men of War, issue number 14 from Valiant Comics, uh, for, for Carr Andrews, it's it's lovely that he took this picture of Exo Men of War, his, his cover of Exo Men of War, it's ultimately kind of leads you in right into the story. So it's kind of like it's page one up and running. This doesn't happen very often, but I love that. Most of the time, you have a lot of artists that want to just have something that really pops and grabs your attention. But this is literally like more content to the comic because it's it's up and running on page one. I like that concept. I, I've even been thinking about something similar to that for Zombie Destroyers in the future. I just love where it is up and running. Yes, it's beautiful to look at, catches your eye. It's Exo Man of War in his gorgeous suit, holding like a bolt of lightning, standing behind this sun. It's just because he's, you know, slightly silhouetted and shadowed. But uh, I'm a sucker for anything. I'm a sucker for the sun. Anything, <laughs> sunspots, comics, uh, orange and red and blazing and lava colored. It's just all that in one, just sparkling and gorgeous, crackling with fire and heat. There's even kind of a blur effect for that just microwave of heat energy. I love it. It's a gorgeous cover to look at. It needs to be a poster. But, uh, man, um, Valiant doesn't do too many posters. They should have this one. It's gorgeous. Go look at it. Easily my cover artist winner of the week, Car Kyle Andrews for Exo Man of War from Valiant Comics, issue number 14. Man, it's just this gorgeous, gorgeous sun behind Arik of Dacia in his Exo Man of War suit. Gorgeous. Go look at it. Easily the cover artist winner of the week. And the breakdown. This week I actually read uh, 19 comics and six of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's an amazing friggin' week of comics right there, folks. And uh, you're about to get uh, some more of uh, me talking about them. And new number ones. I always like to highlight this because it's important, I think, to be able to jump into a new number one and stay there from the beginning, not have to play catch up or scour the earth for a comic that's already sold out or it's off the shelves or you have to wait for it in collections. So it's important for me and for, for me to tell you guys uh, when a new number one comes out, there was only one this week of a new number one that I grabbed, that I gravitated to, that looked amazing. And that number one made it to the top pick list here that I'm going to be discussing very shortly. So very happy with that. Pay attention to the new number one I go over and get it when I discuss it here in a second. 
So let's now get into it. Let's get into my top comic book recommendations. This is my great ones list of new comic books for new comic book day, April 25th. I recommend you go buy these at your local comic book shop today. Go to comicbookstorelocator.com. It can help you find some local comic book shops in your area. Please support them. We would all greatly appreciate it. So now on to my top comic book recommendations of the week. Like I said, there were six of them. So here we go. Coming in at number six is Regression, issue number nine. And this is from Image Comics. This is written by Cullen Bunn. Speaking of Cullen Bunn, another one that he's doing. He is the master of all horror comics right now with some phenomenal, amazing art from Danny Luckert. And I had the... I had the pleasure of interviewing Danny Luckert in our spotlighting segment segment in the past right here on a Sunspots Comics podcast. Go look at it at the feed. Go listen to myself and Danny Luckert having a nice conversation. He's a fantastic, pleasant human being. Thank you again, Danny, for being on the podcast. But uh, also, got to mention colorist here, Marie Enger, because she is just... The synergy between Danny Luckert and Marie Enger is just so palpable here. It's just wonderful. Uh, it's very unique when it really happens. You can tell they're like on the same page, just hitting all the right marks in this perfectly colored comic. But Regression, uh, it was even a contender for Artist Winner. His Danny Luckert's art has always been consistent. It's amazing. He does this unique thing with framework, by the way. In every Regression comic, you have to see this, where all the panels have like a unique sort of gargoyle or a, a, just a, a lion head or a symbol. Or he just loves playing around with sort of sort of cryptic you know symbols and so on like you need a decoder ring to figure out what's happening i definitely recommend daniel danny luckert's art look at this beautiful framework that he does but this particular issue is a big payoff issue that we've all really been waiting for it's i mean it's crazy we're on number nine but there's really just a it's centered upon reincarnation here and i love that this evil cult uh has now can you've actually realized now that all the main, I don't want to say too much, all the main characters are are linked together due to past lives and reincarnation. Uh, so uh, that affects things in a really interesting way here. But uh, man, there's a two-page splash here where Danny Luckert has like this symbol with like a, which looks like maybe a lion's head on it. It's gorgeous. And it's also in this grotesque panel of where someone has sort of been experimented on and their body is like bloated and about to explode it's insanely gross but um we really get to see what this evil cult is all about they have our main character adrian he's been kidnapped this demonic cult is trying to kind of force him to accept his alter ego his past personality his past life whatever you want to call it his reincarnated self but this is scary stuff absolutely scary stuff and the two people that are trying to help him get out of this this insane demonic cult compound we do realize they're all sort of connected by reincarnation. And that's something that's that's creepy and scary because, as I mentioned before, uh, in which is highlighted in the Image Plus magazine, Volume 2, Issue Number 9, the interview with Cullen Bunn, he talks about how his dad was or is a professional hypnotherapist. So he's kind of lived through this, and that's his inspiration for regression. But, uh, man, big payoff, huge cliffhanger at the end. This kind of feels like the end of an arc, but... Man, uh, I hope we don't have to wait too long for the next one because um, this is scary stuff. It's horrifying. I don't normally gravitate to a lot of horror-based comic. He does comics. He does this uh, crazy thing where uh, I, I say they. It's both uh, Danny uh, Luckert and Cullen Bunn, where there's constantly insects everywhere and there's constantly sort of maggots coming out of corpses, and so it's very frightening to look at. But done in a very bright manner. It's not like a dark comic to look at. It's very much in the light 
which can be even more scary. <laughs> so regression, check it out. Issue number nine. They've collected, I think, the first five, and hopefully another collection's coming out soon. But get it in single issues. It's been phenomenal and on time monthly, which is another plus to you guys at Image and Cullen Bunn and Danny Luckert. Regression, go get it. But coming in at number five is from Image Comics, Ice Cream Man, issue number four. Another contender here for cover artist winner for sure. It sits in this beautiful violety purple haze with a kind of an orange moon. I'm a sucker from for just moons of great detail, and this has like kind of an orange hue to it, so something very different. And then it's shaded in this very kind of midnight blue, which is very haunting. As our Ice Cream Man character is riding a... a tries a, a, a dual bicycle with a skeleton behind him in the co-pilot seat as he's kind of riding his bike through a funeral on a, through a through a funeral through a, through a cemetery like he's just riding on hollowed ground gorgeously colored amazingly detailed frightening to look at definite contender for cover artist of the week of the winner of the week go look at it ice cream man issue number four but this is a twistedly great horror comic book and again another horror one it's crazy like i said i don't normally gravitate towards horror this feels very Twilight zone very kind of edgy storytelling that issue four especially just blends horror in and in a very kind of heavy relationship, dramatic moment. Uh, there is this guy, Joel, who has to give a eulogy at his, at his sort of friend, uh, Chris, his funeral. He sort of had this falling apart, this drifting apart, as some friendships do. And he crafts this beautiful eulogy for his friend, a very eloquent but um, there's some crazy what the what the f moments here twist that I did not see coming, and one of them is this vision that he has of his deceased friend Chris, kind of fighting through purgatory or the afterlife. Um, it's horrifying, and there's no setup for it, and you don't understand how this truly affects the character. It's definitely a twist. That's the only, and there's a second twist, which I will only just mention that it's it's related to Chris's deadbeat dad. And sort of what he wishes that he had done with his son. But there's a huge cliffhanger at this, at the end of this. And all I'll say so far is nothing affects me like a creepy ice cream man does. Because <laughs> it's something that I love from my childhood. But this flips it right on its head and makes you uh, wonder about this. I also love too that we've never had anything kind of affect the ice cream man. He's just kind of this Twilight Zone narrator. And for the first time... Our little, this weird muse of mayhem that is the Ice Cream Man uh, is affected and is uh, spoken to. And it has an interesting sort of <laughs> cliffhanger moment there. But so he's not just narrating. He is a, he's going to soon be a part of the story. So I hope we don't have to wait too long. This definitely feels like an end of an arc. A wonderful payoff. Crazy story with some weird twists to this. I definitely recommend it. I'm trying not to say too much. So you'll go get it. Go get Ice Cream Man from Image Comics. It's a... Uh, it's it's bonkers. It's crazy. By the way, this is a wonderful team of written by W. Maxwell Prince and art by Martin Morazzo. So check it out. Fantastic stuff. Ice Cream Man. Haunting. Horrifying. Beautiful. All at the same time. But coming in at number four is the artist winner, Ariel Olivetti, and cover artist winner, Carr Andrews. It's Exo Man of War from Valiant Comics, issue number 14. It's just a beautiful cover, as I said before. Beautiful art by Ariel Olivetti. It's just phenomenal, phenomenal, gorgeous looking, so polished, and there's just epic moments of space. But this opens with this beautiful journey to Earth, as I said. But there's also, he, uh, you're kind of questioning if Ark of Dacia, 
being through everything that he's gone through and why he left Earth, which I won't spoil as to why, and then where he landed on this strange planet to sort of try to make everything better on this crazy planet that he was on, and fighting this, like, insane bounty hunter group. Everything he's gone through, you kind of wonder if he sort of just wants to end it all. You know, he's just been through so much. They age him a bit here, like he's traveling through space. He has to actually go through a hypersleep. But there's some things that Arak of Dacia is saying here that makes you sort of feel like maybe he kind of just wants it to end. Like maybe he should just fly right into a sun. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of heartbreaking, but also at the same time with this gorgeous galactic space traveling moments. They're just wonderful. Even the hypersleep, when he goes down and he's talking to the symbiote... uh, Shanhara, Shin, I think that's what it's called. The uh, the symbiote has a name. Yeah, Shanhara. I guessed it right, and I pulled that right out of my brain. He's sort of talking to it, and he's like, "Look, just put me into hypersleep, or don't wake me up." There's just like this. Oh man, he kind of wants to end it. It's sad, but uh, but you know, maybe he just needed rest, and he's just worn down, and he seems to kind of be revised when he wakes up, uh, you know, rejuvenated from his hypersleep. But he has this horrible sort of dream about what happens to his son in this flashback. And even when he um, visits Rome in his youth, because he was this sort of barbarian taken, stolen out of time from this alien, this weird alien, uh, sort of spider alien uh, group of people from their, the spider planet. And uh, that's the the suit that he stole from them, ultimately. A little bit of their backstory there for Exo Man of War for you. But it's he's like losing control of this symbiotic exosuit. And, uh, and I think that that suit was messing with him, showing him these sort of very painful memories slash hypersleep dreams. We're not sure, but man, and there is this absolutely stunning two-page panel of our Exo Man of War swimming with whales. It's just beautiful, set in these gorgeous blue tones, and it's like there are these giant sort of sperm whales in the ocean. It's just this gorgeous dark blue uh, moment of just quiet. And it's it's stunning. I, I will remember this always. There's hardly ever moments, uh, ever, ever any moments, of a of a character swimming with whales. So it's just, it's gorgeous. It kind of reminds me of that artist I see all the time, um, that does whales and oceanscapes. I can't remember his name, but it's just gorgeous. You got to put your eyes on it. Exo Man of War, fantastic. What's gonna happen when he reaches Earth? That's what is sort of answered here. And there, he's been gone from Earth for a long time. I think it's been like a couple years or something. There, he's definitely sort of aged. Uh, but Exo Man of War, been phenomenal. And uh, this is uh, every. I can't believe that uh, Matt Kent is writing this. It's gorgeous. And like I said, Ariel Olivetti on art. But Exo Man of War from Valiant, check it out. Like my favorite. Uh, it's one of two. This and Bloodshot of my favorite titles from after from uh, Valiant currently. Great stuff. Exo Man of War. Now, here we go. On to the top three. The best of the new comic book. The top three. Here we go. Coming in at number three. My favorite comic from Aftershock Comics. It's Baby Teeth. Issue number 10. And this is written by Donny Cates and fantastic art from Gary Brown. Just gritty, dark art from Gary Brown. But this is also an end of an arc. Definitely end of an arc here. And it wraps up so perfectly well. Uh, Sadie, our main character, has been telling the past story of her demon antichrist baby teeth uh from the past uh or telling the story in the past and she's sort of in current day in the future well now we're all caught up to current day we reach that point where she is in palestine sitting there speaking to a recorder very john connor you know like very terminator-esque 
where she's telling the story to her baby in case something happens to her. Uh, but baby Clark, who she named after Superman, by the way. But, um, man, there's just a ton of stuff going on in this issue. I don't want to tell you all of it, but it is packed. At its core, this particular issue is very action-packed. And it's definitely a, a fantastic exploration in character development. But this is just kind of puts that aside, if you will, a little. And action packs all over your face. It's wonderful. Uh, we have the Baby Teeth family here uh, trying to escape this way compound of baby killers, <laughs> ultimately. They are uh, sort of a faction designed to kill any Antichrist that's born. They've done it a bunch of times. Uh, but the uh, Baby Clark, uh, Demon Antichrist here, opens this portal to the Red Realm. This is kind of the first time, not kind of, the first time we've been introduced into the Red Realm. And, uh, yeah, uh, Baby Demon Clark, the badass Auntie Heather, and that weird little demon raccoon bodyguard are all kind of sucked into the Red Realm. I've said too much, that's all I'm going to tell you. But it also just, that adds a whole new set of problems. Because the Red Realm... Uh, is goofy uh, with its effects on how time uh, happens in this strange version of hell, I guess? Red Realm? We'll see. I also love that the super badass old assassin guy, Carl, and what he does. Oh, man. Fantastic. Gotta love this old man assassin, Carl, and how he's sort of on this road to vengeance for her daughter uh, being killed, who is also part of this assassin group that he's involved with. So he's got a code. He has something to prove here. He's after... He's going after and trying to destroy everyone that is uh, the baby killer clan, he calls them. But uh, it's a fantastic arc ending here in Baby Teeth. Great payoff. Fantastic lead into a new chapter. I can't wait. Why do we have to wait another four weeks for Baby Teeth issue 11? But it's always been on time, which I love. Thank you. I appreciate that consistency. But I kind of wish I had Baby Teeth issue 11, like right now. Which, working for Aftershock Comics, I may get it very soon. So I'll be hopefully reading it and maybe give you a spoiler-free uh, review of Baby Teeth issue 11 when I get it. But uh, haven't got it yet. But there you go. That's uh, my number three is Baby Teeth issue number 10. Get it. Read the past ones. It's phenomenal. It's uh, my favorite Aftershock comic for sure. And there's a lot of good stuff there. But number two is, uh, here we go, coming in at number two, is Aliens. Issue number one of one. It's called Dust to Dust. So here it is, the only new number one that made it to the countdown. Uh, write this one down, folks. It's a mini-series. It's only four issues. But man, this was great. It's got really intense, gritty art. This is written and drawn by Gabriel Hardman. I love his stuff. He has uh, done this comic that I, I love uh, called, uh, what is the name of it? It's, it's escaping me, but I'll think of it in a second. Um, it's, oh yeah, Invisible Republic from Image. He does that. It's fantastic. He's also heads art departments in a few different movie studios. So he really knows how to like frame and pace comics like so amazingly well. It's, this is just movie storyboarding at its best, but this is very gritty art from Gabriel Hardman. Uh, they hit the ground running. It's a super fast paced action packed aliens comic. Uh, there is this colony that is overrun with aliens and a young woman and her son are just fleeing to evacuate this planet. It, it doesn't really give you much of a backstory in this. It's just alien bed, bedlam. It's just insane. Um, in the first sequence alone, the, the mom is impregnated. I'm not telling you too much. It happens like the third panel on the first page. She's impregnated by a face hugger. Uh, so we know this four-issue miniseries is not going to have the happiest of endings um, because you kind of feel for them. You see the emotions in their faces. I love when Gabriel Hardman just gives these massive close-ups of the mom looking at her son. He's probably five years old, and there's this look of desperation on her face, and she just wants to stay alive, and it's crazy. 
and it's so fast paced and it's like it's like the Avengers. I read this and I was like, man, it felt like 30 seconds because I didn't want it to end. So beautifully paced and you got to look at some of these panels and how well Gabriel Gabriel Hardman does action. It's amazing. Like I said, it's fantastic movie storyboarding. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is being pitched to the studios, if this is a potential and being an alien standalone movie with a character, uh, a woman and her son, again, just trying to escape this colony planet as it's being overrun by aliens. Fantastic. Aliens, Dust to Dust, issue number one. Made it all the way to number two. Strong contender for issue number one, even. But here we go now. The number one, the big kahuna. The one we've all been waiting for. The number one top comic book pick of the week is... Strangers in Paradise, XX, XXV number three. <laughs> uh, so I've been loving this. You have to have read some of Strangers in Paradise. I know, uh, tough to just jump in. And here we are on issue number three, though. If you do read and start from here, you might be a little bit lost, but um, it not, it's not too bad. It does stand alone in its own way, but it is also a connective, it's connecting tissue of all the other Terry Moore series together, so um, that's an interesting thing, I think, going forward, but this is done by Terry Moore, art by Terry Moore, written by Terry Moore, he is a master class cartoonist and comic book creator, one of my favorite of all time, uh, Strangers in Paradise has been a top pick of the week, it's only on issue three, number one was a top pick, I believe number two was as well, so they just are consistently, in my opinion, getting better. But our main character, Kachu, is on the hunt for this woman named Stephanie, who is a Darcy girl. And and she's going to testify against the Darcy girls, which also ultimately would uncover and collapse this weird secret intelligence group of women. And it would ultimately destroy the life, life and lives of our beloved primary characters, Kachu and Francine and their family. So this is what our main character Kachu is doing. She's like loaded rich. She's this fantastic artist. So she can travel around the world trying to find this woman, Stephanie. And what is she going to do when she finds her? Like she's not like the, um, the murdering type or she's just going to shoot her in the face or something. What is she going to do? Just try to convince her not to testify against this, this evil intelligence group that were blackmailing people. They would like sleep with a high powered Senator, the woman would, and then ultimately it was just used for blackmail and pictures and to, to get power and money and, I think and sometimes they killed people and murdered, you know, individuals for money and for power. So what is Kachu going to do when she finds this Stephanie woman? So she's traveling all over. She's got a hot lead. But this literally starts from the cliffhanger that ended issue number two. She's on a cliff. It's literally a cliffhanger. that <laughs> It starts and ends. Uh, it starts, ends two and starts three on a cliff. Kachu. And we care for this character. We've been with her for like 70 issues. She means a lot to us. We don't want to see any harm come to her. And there she is on a cliff in the snow in Massachusetts. But she's hot on the trail of the Stephanie character. Stephanie had slept with a teacher and apparently left somewhere to have an abortion. Did she have the baby? We don't know. So she's just kind of hot on the trail, going back into Stephanie's life, trying to figure out where she currently is. She got really close at the beginning of issue one, seeing uh, Stephanie's husband. And she just bails on her husband because she is of this organization that will have people coming after her. So she just ditches her sort of nice life with her husband. And so now Kachu's on the trail. She's traveling all over the place trying to find Stephanie, but we don't know what's going to happen. There's some twists and some things I'm leaving out on purpose because there are some great little nuggets of character development and just passionate moments of Kachu kind of talking and texting and dealing with her family. Just heartwarming stuff. 
that uh, you know if you have kids and you have a family, it's just gonna it's gonna dance upon those little heartstrings of yours. It, it'll do it. You'll see what I'm saying. Terry Moore is a master at this. But uh, he's a storyteller supreme. I can't wait to see where this goes. Can't wait to see the connective tissue of Terry Moore's world brought together in Strangers in Paradise. But it has been fantastic. <laughs> Number one pick of the week here, folks. Go get it. Go read it. Um, I would say go get Strangers in Paradise. I know it's like 60 or 70 issues. It's two giant volumes. But I'll tell you right now. I read it in a couple of months. In between my regular weekly 20 to 30 comics a week. And I would sprinkle it in at the end when I was done with my weekly reading. And I finished reading it in like two months. Which says a lot because I'm spending anywhere from, I don't know, two, two to five to seven hours reading comics a week. So it was worth it. It, it gravitated. It, it, it pulled in my attention. It is wonderful. Strangers in Paradise from Terry Moore. Check it out. XXV issue three. The number one pick of the week. It's phenomenal stuff. It's what comics are all about. Go check it out. So there you go. That's the Sunspots Comics Podcast issue number 154. Let me, of course, lock that vault door. So those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, April 25th. Please go to a local comic book shop and buy these immediately. Tell them that Chris at Sunspots Comics and Aftershock Comics sent you. Um, So I would appreciate that. They'll be like, oh, that guy, he comes to our stores. But anyway, if you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal recommendation, comic book recommendation email me directly at chris at sunspotscomics.com check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com sign up for our email newsletter it's sunspotscomics.com slash contact also please go to our sponsor's website cryptidzoo.com my buddy julian makes these sweet augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology that's nuts has some great technology there where you get the erasma app and your smartphone and it makes the t-shirts come to life you have to see these crazy looking cryptid zoo t-shirts it's super cool just use the promo code sunspots comics by the way on cryptozoo.com and you'll get 25% off of your shirt order it makes it like 16 bucks 18 bucks when you use the discount code so go to cryptidzoo.com use the promo code sunspots comics to get 25% off and please tune in next week for issue number 155 of the sunspots comics podcast where i'll be reading a comic book pull list of 18 new comics that are coming out, new comic book day, Wednesday, May 2nd. There's also three new number ones that are coming out, and hopefully they're super great, so I can recommend them to you on next week's podcast. And in closing, if you want to give a little back to us here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast, please go to iTunes, just give us some positive, friendly words and five stars. I'll even read your review right here on a future podcast, give you a shout-out, and personally thank you by mailing you a little comic book-related prize delivered right to your door. So... Please subscribe, listen in, tell a nerdy loved one about us here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. And thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. So until next week, spend some time with the ones you love and go read some comic books. And then bring those two things together. Worlds collide. It's lovely. Read some comic books with the ones you love. So stay nerdy. Be like water, my friends. See you next week. Bye-bye. Same for the stories where the hero
Thoughts Comics Town. Just like Paradise. <laughs>